This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton Global Youth Program. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Future of the Business World, where we get to spend time with exceptional high school entrepreneurs from around the world. I'm Diana Drake with the Wharton Global Youth Program at the Wharton School, University of Pennsylvania. At Wharton Global Youth, we design programs, competitions, and content that introduce students to all areas of business education while they're in high school. For me, business starts with people. Whether you're exploring data analytics or investment banking, people are the unifying thread, the personalities and skills of the leaders who drive profits and change. Our Wharton Global Youth team has met some interesting and innovative teen entrepreneurs, and we want to introduce them to you. Today's guest, Christine Sin, is a high school sophomore from Virginia in the US. Christine is about to launch her first app, ScolioBend, to help maximize the treatment process of young scoliosis patients. Christine, thanks for joining us on Future of the Business World. Hi, it's great to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very interested to learn more about the community you're building. First though, what is scoliosis and can you talk about your personal connection to this condition? Yes, I'd be happy to. So scoliosis is an idiopathic curvature of the spine. This means that doctors don't know why people have scoliosis. The most common types of curvatures are S-curves or C-curves, where your back is shaped to look like an S or a C. So in sixth grade, I was going to my pediatrician for my usual annual checkup. My doctor noticed that one side of my back was higher than the other. So I got an x-ray and I was diagnosed with S-curve, high moderate scoliosis. It was certainly unexpected and it resulted in a lot of large changes in my life. At the time, I was playing tennis pre-professionally and I wanted to be a professional tennis player. So with scoliosis, I wasn't able to play tennis anymore. But little did I know that having scoliosis actually led me on a very different path for my future. It set me on the path to entrepreneurship and honestly to where I am today. Wow, so you were actually going to be a professional tennis player? I mean, that was where you were headed? Um, yes, I was I was training a lot, like, like two or three times a week with um, and a retired tennis coach. So yeah, <laughs> I had big plans, but um, now I have even bigger plans, so. <laughs> Yeah, we'll get it. We'll definitely get into that. I mean, was it disappointing for you though that you had to really change your course? It was very disappointing at first um, because I invested a lot of my time and energy into tennis. Uh, but I think also having scoliosis really opened my perspective to everything beyond tennis. I was very, I had a lot, of, and I was really focused on tennis only. Um, but now I'm able to explore all of my interests besides tennis. So I think having scoliosis is a blessing. All right, great attitude. So you began to think about starting a business this past summer when you actually enrolled in our Future of the Business World online course. Can you talk a little bit about the spark for you? What inspired you to start something new? Yeah, so I wanted to reach out and connect to other teenagers and children who are like me. Most teenagers have a phone, so I was thinking of making a phone app. During this pandemic, a lot of people are picking up new skills and I was one of them. I started to teach myself how to code. Um, so I would watch free YouTube videos and I bought a $15 course that was on sale and I was thinking of coding the first version of my app, but I wasn't really sure where I wanted to take it. When I went to Future to Business World, I loved it because I realized my idea and vision of this casual phone app could actually be taken into a business and form a really large scoliosis community. So I realized this vision of where I wanted to take my phone app and that really started my larger project of Scoliobend. Yeah, so let's get some more details about Scolio Bend. What exactly is it and how does the app work? 
So Scoliobend is a company that offers resources to support scoliosis patients as they go through the treatment process for scoliosis. So we're gonna start off with a phone app, but I'm hoping to also include some guides and resources on like everyday life with scoliosis. Um, actually, I'm almost done with the app. So the first version will come out in around late January, which is really exciting. Um, but I hope through Scoliobend that I empower and connect teenagers with scoliosis so they can reach their full potential because I thought, like you were saying, I was really disappointed um, when I when I had scoliosis because I had to stop my dream of being a tennis player. But I didn't realize that that started a whole new journey that I'm living in right now. So I want people to know that one day of scoliosis is not a dead end, but only the start of their potential. So the app is totally free. We recouped the cost through partnerships with scoliosis centers and hospitals, and we're actually already featured by the National Scoliosis Center. Wow, that's quite an accomplishment. Thank Do you hope you. to have other partnerships as well? Um, yes, I'm, we're looking into other scoliosis centers as well as the Johns Hopkins Hospital uh, because they have a really good orthopedic um, department and they actually made new innovations on scoliosis surgery to make it less in, um, invasive. So I'm hoping to pitch to them soon as well. And have you had to kind of take this whole idea from ideation to implementation you know, did you create kind of like a tagline and, and what has been the, the business development process for you? <laughs> um, I think a lot of times when I mentioned to people, I made a phone app, a lot of people think about the self-talk coding, but there's a lot of strategy and planning that goes into it beforehand. Um, one key part of my business is that I wanted to have a mission. Um, so our mission is bent to be strong. Um, to essentially empower and connect other teenagers with scoliosis. But I did a lot of strategy and planning actually before I even started to code. So I thought about like the competitive landscape, how I wanted to release resources and when. Um, and I also did a mock-up of my app to see like how I wanted to include certain features and where I wanted to put them. And that really helped make the coding process a lot easier because I entered this process not knowing how to code a single iOS phone application. Wow. Um do you have a story that illustrates when you truly began to feel like an entrepreneur? I mean, do you feel like an entrepreneur, Christy? I definitely feel like an entrepreneur. And I think it happens. There wasn't one really big story of when I began to feel like one, but there's a lot of little small stories that made me realize I am one. Um, like, for example, I'd be talking with my friends or singing, sitting in class, and I'd be struck with this great idea for Scully event, and I'd write it down. Um, or I went to the stationery store one day, and I bought a drawing notebook, but I ended up using it as my idea and strategy notebook instead of putting drawings into it. Um, I also started to be more of a problem solver for small and large problems alike. Uh, one of my friends actually calls me Sherlock, which is a nickname I've grown to enjoy. So I think day by day, as I grow my passion to learn and then use what I learned to help my community, I'm starting to become an entrepreneur. And honestly, the real entrepreneurial life is that you learn something new every day and I couldn't be happier. I think it's fascinating that while you're building this community, you're also part of the community, right? And so it gives you a certain sort of empathy and connection to the people that you're trying to help. What do you actually hope to learn from the users of your app? And what do you plan to do with that information? There's a lot of different... Um, degrees of scoliosis, I would say. So every scoliosis patient has a different journey. Um, some people naturally grow out of their scoliosis. Other ones require minimally invasive scoliosis surgery. Um, I was kind of in the middle. I had a scoliosis back brace, but I didn't need surgery. 
So I'm hoping to listen to the different perspectives that my users bring and offer multiple avenues for feedback and connection so I can improve my app and support as many scoliosis patients as possible. Can you give an example of that? You know, how you might see that playing out? Yes, so we're also thinking of having like community building events and exercises and really because in-person connection or well, because of the pandemic, um, you know, Zoom connection, um, I, I think is really important. Um, so before the pandemic started when we were in person, I met with this um, girl in my school, she's in fifth grade and she was recently diagnosed with scoliosis and she's a dancer. So she was kind of concerned about her future dance career as well. And I really related to her because that's how I felt a few years ago. And talking with her for that 30 minutes to an hour made me realize that this app could be a reality. Um, and I think um, her story was an inspiration for a lot of the features I wanted to include in my app now or in the future. So I think having user perspectives and making sure that my app is valuable to my consumers um, will be really important. How will you measure the success of your app after it launches? Ooh, so Apple actually has a great resource for its iOS app developers. It's called Apple Analytics. Um, so it measures the popularity of your app quantitatively. So it includes features like how often people do open the app or how often people log in or how many people downloaded it per day. So it's a great resource for quantitative success. Um, as for qualitative impact, I think that's another major reason why I want to take this beyond a phone app. I want to be able to connect with scoliosis patients um, and help each person. So I'm going to offer, offer a lot of avenues for success, uh, for feedback and for comments, um, as well as some community building events as well for qualitative impact. I remember hearing you tell me something um, earlier that there really isn't a community like this that exists. Is that true? I mean, do you feel like this is truly innovative? So there are scoliosis support groups. There isn't a single app though that supports scoliosis patients emotionally and physically. And when I realized that, that was one of my key like self-motivators to keep going, especially through like the hard nits and bugs in my code, um, because I realized my idea could actually make the world a better place and, and really change the world, so. Excellent. All right, I can't not ask you now, you know, what were the bugs in your code and, you know, what were some of the points that maybe you had to get over those hurdles just to make sure that you saw this to fruition, that you were able to build the app? Um, I think a key part is partially my lack of experience. Um, the tech space is definitely welcoming, but there's a lot of, there's so many resources, it's hard to choose like which one. And another key point I wanted to ensure was security. So when I log in my users um, and have a database for their information for now and the future, um, I wanted to make sure that was secure. Um, so I had to learn a lot of little um, like ways and solutions to fix that. Honestly, with the tech life, you're learning every day as well. Um, so I, when I have major bugs, I write them in my idea notebook and then research their solution individually and write it down. Um, there are a lot of coding courses out there, but I, th I think about half of my coding experience was just researching individual problems and thinking about new ways to add it in. So it's, it's a really big improv business and it's really nice. Yeah, so I want to go back a minute to that self-taught coding and your idea about um, the tech space being welcoming. You know, I'm, I'm fascinated by the fact that tech skills can pretty much be taught 
anywhere these days. I mean, you can go online and problem solve, as you said, and do all sorts of things individually without even being in a classroom, right? So how do you feel like you've become a technologist? I mean, how how do you feel as a member now of the technology community, which, you know, the number of women in that community is growing, but it's still, you know, male dominated, so to speak. So do you feel that it has truly been welcoming and do you feel it's something that you want to continue pursuing in the future? I think for my self-learning journey, it was really a welcoming space. Um, if anything, there are too many resources, but it's good if you make the most of it and take advantage of it. When I decided I wanted to make this phone app a reality, I taught myself the basics of iOS development with free YouTube videos and Stack Exchange. Um, Stack Exchange is a free forum where you can post your questions and people help you um, by using their expertise to offer solutions. So. Um, I do I do think it's been a welcoming space. I, I think there are less women in STEM and technology um, than men. That's definitely for sure. Um, but the wonderful thing about tech skills is that you can learn them anywhere and at any time. So if you want to get started and you're passionate about helping people through technology, it literally begins with one click. And how are you able to self-motivate? This is something that I hear a lot is that you know, there's a lot of time on our hands these days, but sometimes we, with so much time, we just don't know how to fill those, those hours and minutes. How are you able to just have the perseverance to keep going with this? No, definitely. And I think with COVID-19, with everyone staying home, and especially when you're coding, it's a very individual journey when you're coding. So sometimes you can feel like you're in a vacuum and you're kind of stuck in this space alone. So for me, um, getting out and listening to the stories of other people is really helpful. Um, listening to other people's perspectives and experiences brings me back to the big picture. It makes me realize that my ideas can help people. Um, and it, it really keeps the spark, that spark that I had going. Um, if it adds fuel to the flame, we'll say. Um, this idea where um, people will be impacted by my ideas is really inspiring for someone who's starting out with tech skills and as an entrepreneur. What are your future plans for Scolio Bend? Where do you plan to take it? So the app will be released um, and the website will be released in January, 2021. So that's very exciting, very near. Um, please stay tuned. Uh, we're also hoping to make future partnerships and start releasing some guides and resources for everyday life with scoliosis, as well as begin our community building um, events. So it's a bright future. It's just the beginning. Honestly, Scolioven will be a living and breathing project. And that's what I love about it. So I can't wait to see how both Scolioven and I grow over the next few years. Excellent. Well, we will all be watching, I promise you. One question I like to ask all the entrepreneurs we interview on Future of the Business World is if you could change one thing in the world, what would it be? Ooh, that's a great question. It's hard to choose just one thing, honestly. Um, but I think I would continue to help empower other teenagers to reach their full potential. And I would also bring to awareness issues that people all around our world might be facing. It's something that crowdfunding and credible news channels are beginning to do. But there are many issues of diversity, representation, and financial and social well-being that go unspoken. Listening to other people was such an important part of my journey as an entrepreneur. So I would definitely change the lack of attention that certain issues get in the media. Um, and I would also encourage everyone to listen to the perspectives of others because listening is the first step to change. All right, let's wrap up with our lightning round. So answer these questions as quickly as you can. Okay. Something about you that would surprise us. Ooh, I love to bake. 
It's a hobby I've recently picked up with COVID-19, but making food is a way for me to connect with other people. Do you have a favorite food to bake? I started out baking because I love chocolate chip cookies and I couldn't go to the grocery store and get some. So I think I'm going to go with chocolate chip cookies. Tried and true. Okay. I messed up the lightning rounds, but here we go. A cool tech innovation that you can't wait to get your hands on. There's a group of tech innovations that's focused on brain computer interface. So like you wear a headband and it would track your brain signals to like play music when you want to, or move drones in a direction that you want to go. Kind of sounds out of a sci-fi film, but it also has real medical applications to prosthetics. So I'm excited to see where that goes. And I'd love to try one. What company would you love to invest in? Ooh, I would say Disney. Um, beyond the fact that I used to be a Disney model, they have a great mission for multi-generational connection and diversity. And even with the pandemic, when they have to pivot their business strategy, they found a way to bring people joy through digital entertainment. So definitely Disney. Wait, wait a minute. I'm messing up the lightning round again. What did you just say about yourself? <laughs> um, when I was younger, I used to be a Disney model. They had a show um, to encourage young parents with their babies. And it's called like Go Baby. Um, and I was the female lead for that. So You're kidding. That's fascinating. <laughs> wow. You truly are a celebrity. All right. <laughs> Moving on with the lightning round. A product or service you consider a guilty pleasure. Tasty. That, that's a free recipe app for cooking and baking recipes. That's really where I started with my improv baking and I go on it like every day. <laughs> All right. The business person you would most like to take to lunch and why? I would love to have lunch with Dr. Lisa Sue. She's CEO of Advanced Micro Devices and her focus on semiconductors helps PCs and data centers perform high performance computing. Um, what I love about her is that she makes good calculated risks. She sticks to those bets and she inspires others to join her on a journey. She really turned around AMD from being a declining company to being one of the leading semiconductor companies in the world. Also as a fellow Asian American interested in business, having a business leader like her to look up to is really inspiring. Excellent. Christine, I wish you the best of luck with Scolio Bend, especially since it's launching in January. And thank you for joining us on Future of the Business World. Thank you so much. Discover more opportunities for high school students and educators at globalyouth.wharton.upenn.edu.